0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This brother, is one of the hardest working poets that I know. I give you Eddie Kane.
1: You are listening to Eddie Kane Radio. This is another segment of Fire Conversations. I am your host, Eddie Kane. We have an special episode that we're recording tonight. Um, in light of our recent events, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard about it. It's about would have taken place earlier today In South Carolina uh, this, this Young man went into a church and Murdered nine people I mean it's uh, Kind of hard you know As far as what's going on because it, it, It's getting I'm, I'm really getting tired Of it I, I'm really getting tired Of seeing this as far as the The, the blatant disrespect The the way melanated people are treated, abused, and 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 no one seems to worry about it. I mean, just a couple of months ago, the headlines was the riots in Boston was going on. With, what they did with Brother Freddie, how they murdered him, and now you have this this boy, this white dude. I can't think of his name just yet. Uh, it'll come to me. I'm on a blank. I think his name is uh Dylan Roof. Um, think that's the name he was taken into custody and also amongst the dead was actually a senator so um a lot of people have been looking at this from various angles and what we're going to do is we're going to talk about that not only just this was going on in uh, south carolina but also the the history of 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 violence and, and the indignation that that people of color black people black americans have have been going through for centuries on top of centuries, and it's like, all right, when is this when is this going to end? We need some kind of solution, and and that's what this show is about. We're going to be talking about the situation from various aspects because a lot of times we've heard of false flags, things dealing with 9/11, things about uh. And with Vietnam or with Hitler Day, things like that, people do certain things to push another agenda. So we're going to, we're going to definitely delve into this. Also, as far as recently, is the 60s with the church bombs in Alabama, things like that. And we have some great guests that are going to be on the show tonight that we're going to have this dialogue on fire conversations with. We're going to have a publisher, businessman Malik Sharif, we're also going to have researcher, <clears throat> excuse me, Raquel Bay, Sister Raquel Bay, and we're having brother from all the way on the West Coast, Chris But How you gentlemen are doing today?
2: Good. Good.
1: Mm-hmm. Great, great. How's how is that weather out there, Chris? Me and out there in, uh, you're in LA, uh, right? Yeah, I'm in uh, Los Angeles. It is um, hot. We have one of our early summer heat waves right now, so I think it's uh, somewhere. uh, Well, actually, it's about seventy-five right now, so we're a little cooler than we were yesterday. Seventy-five. Yeah, it was uh,
2: it
1: was it was eighty-four yesterday. So that's some good weather. That's some good weather. um, Let me ask you a question. is it a big topic out there as far because I've been, you know, seeing stuff on the internet and reading things about that the lakes are drying up or being sucked up by, you know, these, these companies and all. Is that true? Yeah, it's uh, absolutely true. We are in, um, I don't even know how many years of drought it is right now, but we are in dire uh, need of water right now. Everything's drying up. We actually have mandatory uh, water rationing and people Tearing up their yards and putting in cactus and all kind of things going on. they living how long you can take showers out here now. It's uh, pretty crazy. Okay. Wow. Mm. Yeah, we definitely have to. I'm gonna have to get with you on uh, another show about that. And, uh, brother Malik, how you doing, man? Coming from I'm doing well, uh, man. Right, right? right? Coming from I'm Texas. Good. huh?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just out of Dallas.
1: Okay. All right. How, how's the weather?
3: Uh, it's it's very pleasant. Uh, we had a little bit of rain, uh a little uh, uh cast off from uh that, that tropical storm bill. Uh but uh did very little more than just wet the grass out here. Uh other than that, it's been been fairly pleasant. Uh in the the nineties, you know, which is which is good for us. Usually at this time we are uh, knocking on triple digits. Uh, so uh, to say, ninety, ninety-one degrees—that's that, very mild for, for this time of year out here.
1: I understand that. Understand that, and uh, man, happy uh, early Father's Day to you too, man.
3: Yeah, I appreciate that.
1: Uh, I, I don't think you've uh, you, you had a seed just yet, have you, Chris? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay. <laughs> well, when you do, may you be fruitful fruit, and multiply. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, one thing uh, before we actually get into this show, what I was—I um, really was trying to avoid talking about this. Also, with this uh, uh, Rachel, who has a, a trans-racial problem, you know that has really been uh, hitting the headlines and things like that. I'm not sure if <laughs> if you all might have an opinion upon that, even though that is pills in comparison. But we're talking about what I mean is. I mean, I just had to bring it up. You know what I'm saying? I had to bring that up because it seems like even that might be inclusive with this as a whole, you know, um, as far as dealing with people's identities and all. Do y'all have anything to say about that as far as with uh, that Rachel situation?
2: Uh, 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 <laughs> okay. Okay, brother. And, uh, <laughs> I
3: knew I was going to
4: get
3: out you <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to be the first in, okay? I'm, I'm going to be the first in. Uh, the only comment I have about uh, that, that, that situation is I understand completely how somebody can want what they don't have uh, as a black man, uh, especially as, as a Creole from from new, originally from New Orleans, I know uh, a lot of my people in the past have have passed for white, place for as, as we call it, uh, because that offered other opportunities uh, that that being black did not afford. Uh, it, it offered freedoms, it off, offered safety and security uh, that being black did not afford. Uh, but when you already have those freedoms, those safeties, the securities, the, the opportunities, uh, I don't know. It, it confuses me that one would want to be uh, perceived as something that they're not for very little in the way of benefit. Now, given that qualification, given that, that, that uh, caveat, we are talking about Spokane, Washington. Uh, I'm not really sure about how big the black population they have, but it's very unlikely that this individual was hanging around a great number of brothers and sisters, not to be uh, recognized as a white person. Because when I first saw the picture, she just looked like a white lady with, you know, a slight tan. I don't
2: know. (laughs) Right.
3: I didn't understand the article when I first, when I first read about it, uh, but but you know it's interesting, it's rarity, and it's it's exotic nature. But I can't really speak to any other uh, significance other than wow.
2: <laughs> are you, are you, uh... I wish I had it
3: more, but that's all I got. I I
1: understand. I understand. You have any, any words about that, Chris?
3: No, I was just gonna sit
1: here real quiet and hope y'all forgot I was on along.
2: <laughs> 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 I mean, you can
1: plead the fifth on that. I mean you can plead the fifth.
0: <laughs> um, not a problem. I mean,
1: I I will I'll say this. I think that um I think that her being uh her passing successfully for ten years speaks to the fact that Um, Black people uh, Through the diaspora Have taken on so many hues and so many Physical characteristics that It is extremely hard In some cases to pinpoint somebody Who is black and who is not Especially coming from my background Coming from New Orleans where we see Creole people and pass on blonde people Every day it's hard kind of to pinpoint Out and say you're not black You're black especially um in her instance where she was raised up in a multicultural um, household where she went to a uh her grad school. Uh, she went to a, um, so by mine, uh, uh, Howard, clear she went to that. Right? um yeah she went to Howard, I believe. Um okay. and immersed herself up in the African American experience. Uh, and then passed the 10 years with black children, a uh, black husband, it, it, it sounds like she really um, invested in, in, in learning how to carry herself like an African-American. <laughs> so I can see where people can say, okay, that's just a high yellow chick, that's just a bright chick, and keep the body moving. Mm.
2: Yes. I don't see you for that. I don't see you for her.
1: that. I mean, she
3: honestly could have done more uh, uh, vocationally. Uh, socially, uh, as a white woman, you know, mm-hmm. then she could, then she then she achieved as a black woman. Uh, so I don't I don't really see the practicality in it. I don't I don't understand that. I don't understand how I don't understand her choosing to identify herself as a black woman with the mannerisms, uh, cultural background, etc., uh, instead of. Identifying herself as a white woman with the same mannerisms, cultural background, etc. You know, I know I plenty of, of, of African Americans who were raised in uh, uh, a cultural background, uh, uh, family uh, situation, uh, neighborhood situation, regional situation. Where there were very few blacks, and when you meet these individuals, no matter what their skin color. They carry themselves, they have the cultural identity as, you know, Anglo American. You know, it's, it's just how they have learned how to be. You know, uh, they, they do carry the, the, the melanin uh, that, that distinguishes them from their cultural peers, but when you're raised in the middle of Ohio with, you know, or, or, or Nebraska or whatever, and this is how you have learned how to be. You know, you still have those cultural norms. You still have those mannerisms, whatever. So if this white lady uh, had the mannerisms, cultural norms, etc. of uh, African American culture. That's fine. You know, I've known plenty Anglo Americans who uh, who were just as uh, culturally savvy uh, with African Americans as any African American. That's just how they grew up. Uh, I, I played. Uh, in my fraternity, went to school at LSU with a, a, a brother from uh, South Central California, South Central mm-hmm. LA, named uh, Chris Bro. And uh, you know, if you were just walking up on him, he was, he's white as Mitt Romney, right? Mm-hmm. But as soon, as soon as he started talking, you know, he just like any other brother, you know? Right. Because in his, in his upbringing, you know, he was he was the one uh, white uh, young brother in a group of black guys, and this is the culture he adopted. He had no problem uh, uh, adapting or involving himself in in, in uh, the cultural norms and mannerisms of African America, but he identified himself as white
2: mm-hmm. because that's what he was. He was
1: angry American, um, regardless yeah. I mean, as for as what she did as far as um. Let's see about with the NAACP because I know a lot of people are mad over the fact that uh, she's a she's the president of the NAACP. I see, but but what most people don't realize is it was Juke started the NAACP. I, I, so, I, I'm
2: shocked sure that there's a chapter of the NAACP in Spokane, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, but when I
1: when the, the way the way I look at it, in all honesty is when I break it all the way down, this is a form of mental illness. No ifs, ands, buts, about it. As far as, and my opinion. Because to go through the things that you've gone through, to lie about the things that you've lied about, to send bogus death threats to yourself, to, to yeah. have your books lie and say that they're your children and you tell them don't blow your cover. I mean, all of this, and you, you're going through all of this stuff. This is This is straight up. A sign of mental illness. I'm sorry. There's there's no way around that. But I can tell you one thing was going to happen is that she's about to get paid. There's going to be a reality show or a movie or a <laughs> lifestyle event or something like that. She is about to get paid. I can guarantee you that. At least a book. Look, let me tell you. So I just looked this up. Just this is FYI. Oh, uh,
3: in Spokane, Washington, the the percentage of the black population is 1.9%. There's approximately just pl- just over four thousand black people in Spokane, Washington. There's more Asians, There's uh, more Asians and more other races, other quote unquote other than there are black people.
2: Mm. The
3: total population is uh, two hundred ten thousand, and there's four thousand just uh, four thousand fourteen as of the last census of black people. Out of those two hundred
2: and ten thousand.
3: Wow. I mean, to me,
2: it's like okay, uh, she
3: would she would have just as much chance of success going to like uh, Norway and saying I'm black. You (laughs) know, probably as many black people in uh, Germany. Well, probably there's probably more black people in Germany,
2: but but
3: you know, I don't understand why. She could have you know, she could have had the exact same experience in her life saying that she was white and did the exact same things, if not more, had more success, had an easier time of it. But like you say, Ed, sending us have death threats, that's a sign of some trouble. You got some some psychological issues there. Uh carrying forth a lie for ten years, that's impressive. You know, I'm surprised that the CIA are not trying to recruit her.
1: Right. You never know. That might have been part of a CIA plan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, that's me. But uh, Sister Raquel, what do you have to say about that?
0: You have been quiet? Uh, no, I... I five um, to 10 minutes <laughs> to Right. <laughs> peace, okay. everybody.
2: Hey, peace, please.
0: Hello. Um... And we're talking about the lady and the end of Yeah.
2: Right.
0: Oh, boy. Well, like you said, it definitely got to be a sign of, of mental illness as far as because I didn't even know she was sending herself death threats and all that kind of stuff.
2: That to me, I
0: also look at it as, um, I don't. I don't know what type of... <laughs> way she grew up. I I do know that she had, is it a part brother or adopted brother or something?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, because at first I was thinking, well, maybe she grew up in a family that she didn't want to identify with them because she didn't like how they were towards African Americans. And then I found out that she had to have got adopted brother. I said, okay, well, maybe that's not it. I was trying to figure out what was what was her angle. Why?
3: And That'll be in the book.
0: And, and right. like I said, it, it just doesn't add up. What was what was her purpose of doing that? But I think that so many people. I heard you do the statistic of how many African Americans are in that town. Mm. No wonder they so pissed because it's just a few <laughs> of rain and I'm good.
2: <laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying? But me being from um, um, New Orleans, uh-huh. I see a lot of light-skinned like, like people all the time. Uh-huh. The funny thing is that we actually can recognize them.
3: Absolutely.
0: And, the, and Absolutely. if all are uh, a fair, we can recognize. And we can tell the difference, kind of
2: before like them, after that.
0: You know, they don't just look like a light-skinned black person. mm mm-hmm. I, When I first saw her, I knew she was. I was like, oh, yes, she was like, well, who was? I think she was black. It
1: was I'm the bridge. I thought she had a messed-up tan, to be honest with you. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> she always looked mm-hmm. kind of orange.
1: Yeah, it was a bridge in the bridge and the roof that froze them.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> All right I, I, uh, I can't see what her angle was.
0: I really can't.
2: Well, I can tell you this:
1: this is as much attention that she gonna get it from it from a, an Eddie Kane radio show. I can tell you that <laughs> <by the> conversation, <laughs>
2: she gets no yeah. more
1: love. I do not I, care. <laughs> I would definitely
2: like to move on to something a little bit more practical. Oh time. yes,
1: and that's, that's and that's why uh, you know. That's what we were doing. I wanted to, you know, as far as get everybody, you know, a little light, you know what I'm saying, lighten everybody Mm -hmm. up, you know, before we actually get on to what was seriously taking place. You know, as I I said before, when we started the show, this is about the church massacre in South Carolina. Uh Mm -hmm. This went up on, um, first and foremost, what I want to say about this is... uh. We have to look at the history, and that's one thing we we're, we're not looking at with peop with us as a people we we're not looking at history we we forgetting history nineteen sixty three So this is what fifty years ago
2: mm-hmm.
1: fifty couple years ago it was a it was the the bombing in a in the church in alabama mhm you know, it was, was four children that I was killed, 17 injured, in the church. Now, this is 53 years ago. Everybody knows that was done by a deranged white man. Eight of us? because it's pure ignorance. Now, you have this, this boy, 21-year-old young, no, not even a boy, a 21-year-old man, because that's wow. what he is, because he's very conscious as far as what he was doing, okay, he went into these people's church. He fellowshiped with them. He supposedly prayed and worshiped. So why they praising Jesus and everything else, saying they prayers and stuff? What's going on in his mind? He up in there for like a half hour,
2: knowing worshiping. Oh, like was-
1: and so we, this is what we have to look at because I'm gonna tell y'all like this: our listeners, CNN, MSNBC, all of the rest of those news, they're not going to come at it from this standpoint. Because I can also guarantee this. I bet you they probably have a Facebook page or a GoFundMe page for him right now. I bet you they put money in this account right now. But the thing is, CNN and, and the rest of these people, they're not going to talk about the psychology of this. They're not going to talk about the fact that he went into that place and he sat there in fellowship with these people, worshiped with these people and everything else, knowing what he was about to do. That is not insanity at all. That is all planning and plotting. Yeah, so we need to go that, into that, that mindset, but they're not going to do that. They're going to say, oh, he was quiet. He was a demure young man. He kept to himself. He used to take the old lady's trash out for her. That's what they want to say. They're going to paint him a picture like that. But when Mike Brown was murdered by a cop, he was painted as a demon. He was the one that was murdered, but he was vilified. He was the victim. Mm-hmm. But they painted him as a villain. And, and, and if you go on some of these posts and everything on Twitter and Facebook and all, you'll see, you'll see posts that says we shouldn't judge him in the media. That's what the courts are for. What?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and, and all of this is different. Um, like, for example, Brother Malik, man, you was on the phone earlier and was talking about this. They showed the arrest picture. This dude is being walked off. He doesn't even look like he had on handcuffs. The cop had his hand on the dude's right shoulder. And, and what was it that you said, Lee? because you actually made it, you made me realize what it was. What was that you said?
2: Oh, uh, the, the
3: difference between uh, how to handle us and how to handle them. Right. Uh, it's, it's basically the, the reinforcing uh, certain types of behavior. You know, I mean, first of all, you look, look at the, look at what was done and how it was done. Okay. This is, one human being performing an execution-style mass killing, okay? But this is a white person targeting black people in a church. That's how it was done. Typically, and I can say typically because there's a a great deal of history, as, as you mentioned earlier, there's a great deal of history regarding white people Targeting black people congregating in churches.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: One might go, that Well, the easy answer is? Because that's where we are.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, that's where we are in large uh, portion. We, we don't have to worry about It's a black church. Uh, there may be white people there, but there's going to be a very small portion of white people in the black church. Nine out of 10, uh, 99% of the people that will be. Uh, black people You know mm-hmm. uh, There's a, a quote on uh, uh, A report uh, In I think it's the Daily Beast uh, A survivor said the gunman stood up And announced that he was there to shoot Black people Quote I have to do it The terrorist said According to a survivor You rape our women and you're taking <laughs> over our country And you have to go." Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we got Now we have What was done How it was done And now we have the motivation of why it was done mm-hmm. There's only one more question to ask And that's what are we going to do about it
0: Right Absolutely, I totally agree
2: You know
3: they, when, when you look at pictures Of how they handled the arrest of this person And how they handled The arrest of of uh 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 or, or uh for example uh what was the the young man's name the 12-year-old uh Tamir Rice? Right, the
1: mm-hmm, young boy, yeah. There was
3: another quote about the officer giving his testimony saying that when he approached this uh 12-year-old boy this officer said it looked like a grown man who wouldn't go down even if I emptied my gun in him. Hmm. Now, I don't know how many 12-year-olds uh, this, this particular officer might have come across, but there's a, a, a psychological um, uh, perception on the part of white people
2: mm-hmm. that
3: black people are these monsters, there's these demons, they're being threatened by black people, that, that they must protect themselves. You rape our women, and you're taking over our country. Now, this is a 21-year-old uh, man. He's lived 21 years of life. Only, uh, let's see, 19 of those years has he had a conscious memory. Mm-hmm. But yet he has developed this perception that black people are a threat. This police officer faces a 12-year-old boy with a toy gun, and in his psychological fervor, He cannot distinguish between a 12-year-old and a man, a toy and an actual weapon. You Mm -hmm. know, they have conditioned themselves that we are not only the enemy, but a supernatural enemy.
2: They are terrified. They are the terrorists, but they are terrified of us. Mm -hmm. That is a very
3: unique situation. When they deal with, when when. Americans deal with uh, the Taliban, ISIS, and and any other person, whether it's Cuba or or, uh, whoever else they want to label as terrorists, these individuals that they encounter, ISIS is not afraid or terrified of America. They seem very courageous in the face of uh, the American opposition to what they are doing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, these Anglo-Americans are terrorizing blacks. They are horrified. They are, I mean, I mean it's, it's almost to the point of a schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. You
2: know?
3: And that is a very unique situation. I, I don't understand it at all. They have all the bullets, all the power. They make all the laws but yet they are terrified of us.
0: Well, I can tell you what the fear is about.
2: Well, please.
0: (laughs) The fear, you're saying just like they're they're terrorizing other people, and they are terrified. And they're terrified because there is a threat of genetic annihilation. If you ever, you know, had the opportunity to take a look at Dr. Francis Chris Wilson's um, book, The ISIS Papers, Mm -hmm. and um, I've actually heard her speak as well, and she really gets into the psychological thoughts of, you know, the signs and symbols of the things that they use and um, how they picture us. And the people, right? And what she's she's saying in essence is that they are threatened by us because we have the power to eliminate them from the planet. Because anytime mm-hmm. you mix African American and a pale European together, whose gene overrides whose gene?
2: We're you know, sister, I, I agree
3: with you. I understand that perspective, but, mm-hmm. but let me let me add this, this little commentary. Mm-hmm. Even though we have that ability,
2: mm-hmm. we, we are not
3: exercising that ability as an aggressive attack on the the, the uh uh what, what do I want to say, racial dominance.
0: Oh, I mean that may be true, but, but
3: think, think about fear. But, but think about this. We have a situation where uh interracial uh coupling is not really i don't think the the biggest threat to uh uh, uh a negative genetic speciation of, of the anglo uh uh anglo on the planet or the anglo american in this country i mm-hmm. okay, let me let me put this forward there is a a very real fear among anglo americans about abortion right mhm yeah they
0: frame it.
3: Yeah, well, they they frame the whole argument as they don't want uh, people killing children or, or killing the unborn. Yeah. But really, yeah, I think what it is is that even though uh, Planned Parenthood and uh, Planned Parenthood was was uh, uh, originally begun in an effort to kill black babies.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, basically it's a service that's that's used primarily by white women mm-hmm. uh, now we, you have a situation where uh, abortion clinics were uh first started and popularized uh in an effort to not only reduce the black population but also to uh, make money for abortion clinicians in the process, but in just a few decades. The percentage of black uh, uh, abortion seekers dramatically went down, and the proportion of white abortion seekers dramatically went up. And then all of a sudden, you have a situation in the mid mid '80s and late '80s where you throw a rock at abortion clinics. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Now now what we gonna do uh, I don't want
2: to cut you off. I
1: don't want to veer too far off the subject. Well, I, well I said, let me bring
3: it back. Let me bring it back. So
2: so then we have the fear.
3: We have the fear of a decline in their strength in numbers, okay?
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: I, I, I agree with you there, but what my comment leads to is the fact that we're not really doing it as an aggressor. They're doing it to themselves, honestly, you know? Mm-hmm. There there are the ones that are uh the Anglo Americans, they're the ones that are waiting until they're forty five to talk about let's think about having a baby. They're the ones that are saying, Oh, there are there are more uh same sex couples in that racial population than any other racial population. That's just statistics, okay. Um mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, and that's that's why there is a political agenda against same-sex couples uh, by white politicians. You know, you don't hear a whole lot of black politicians really railing on that, whether they feel one way or another against it. It's
2: primarily all white guys <laughs> that are talking about this. You know, this is something that they're doing for themselves. So, for them to say, "Okay, well now we got to kill all the black people," you know, <laughs> you know is that really the best?
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll say this again, is that just because the statistics stack up and, um, you know, they're doing it to themselves or what have you, the threat to them still brings on the fear no matter, no matter what goes on. I mean, if I tell you there's a boogeyman in the closet and you're mm-hmm. say, like, you, know, you keep
3: Okay. Okay. So now we're dealing with an irrational.
0: And just uh, because you say that he's not there tonight, yeah. doesn't mean that he won't think it's still there at some point. Okay. It's here, it's really there.
3: So now we're dealing with an irrational aggressor. Is what you're saying? As as a as a, as a, uh, a black person in America, we are being uh, uh, confronted with uh, an irrational aggressor. Basically, mm-hmm. somebody a non-thinking aggressive.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, this is somebody we can't reason with. So again, I go back to to my original comment. The
1: next question is, what are we going to do about it?
2: Well, yeah, we do have to do something about it. Oh,
1: just uh, mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt, but uh, if anybody's on speaking on speakerphone, we need to take it off a of speakerphone. Sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna need that uh, that thing to burn you up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, how about that? Is
1: that better? Yeah, that's a, that's a lot better. It's a lot clearer. It might have I mean, been my phone. That's all right. Y'all can uh, keep on going because we're enjoying this. Uh, oh, Chris, don't worry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump on you. I hear you that quiet. I know you're gathering your notes and everything else.
2: <laughs>
1: you know what? I, I would like
3: to engage my brother Chris over there on on, on something that, that – uh, that struck me in this whole, uh, in the articles that I've been seeing throughout the day. Um, our brother in, in the white house, uh, president Obama, uh, has framed this issue as an issue of a problem with gun control. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm interested in, in your take on, on exactly whether you agree or disagree with that. Uh, or, or how you would proceed along those lines, as far as 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 far as attacking uh, this issue with an Anglo American doing a mass killing, specifically targeting black uh, individuals in a church, and that being a an aspect uh, or a problem pro- from a gun control perspective. What, what's your take on that, brother?
1: Okay, first I'm gonna say um, I. I and has known me for a minute. I really try to speak about only things that I know, and I didn't get a chance to watch his uh, press conference today.
2: Mm-hmm. I saw mm-hmm. some
1: sound bites, and I did see him mention gun control. Um, mm-hmm. As as we all know, this has to do with race. This was motivated by race. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's quite clear. I, I've seen stuff on Fox with uh, analysts saying, well, we don't know this could be an attack on religion and all these other the, the boy stood up and said, I'm killing you because you're black. Yeah. So we we all know that. Um, as far as the gun control issue, I think it's two separate things. I think what's the motivating factor and then what allows this to happen, what allows one person, what what gives one person the power to take the lives of nine people up in one setting. That's extremely hard to do with a knife. That's hard to do with a bat. That's hard to do with anything short of a gun and explosive. So being that America doesn't have an explosive problem, we don't have people blowing up bombs everywhere. People are killing people with guns and using it to commit mass murders. Not only mass murders, but individual killings out up in the street that happen every day. You don't hear about stabbing deaths. You hear about people getting shot. So Mm -hmm. I do think America has a very unique, um, gun problem that you meet anywhere else up in the world. It just doesn't happen anywhere else. I think there was one other case up in Norway or somewhere a couple of years back. But yeah, in yeah. general, it does not happen. And I think until we address the insane proliferation of guns in the United States and come to a real understanding about what our forefathers, I'll call them that, even though they're not my father,
2: yeah i understand.
1: Our founders of the nation um it really meant when they said a real, a well regulated militia um I think we're gonna to continue to have issues where guns play a major part of in taking people's lives up in individual numbers and in large killings like this mhm mhm
3: mm-hmm. well well spoken well spoken i mean i I believe personally i think it's 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 two separate issues, just like you said. We do have an issue with gun control, but at the same time, you know, I think that those two issues are bumping heads here because, okay, if he didn't have access to a gun, because this was a birthday present.
2: Right. He got this mm-hmm.
3: gun as a birthday present, right. okay, uh, from his father. Yeah. So if he didn't have access to the gun or if his father didn't have access to the gun to give to him, you know, I mean, if he, he was given this as a present, was he certified? Did he get, uh, you know, paperwork? Did, did anybody know he would, this was going to be the intended recipient of the gun? I don't know.
2: right? Uh, mm-hmm. But
3: if 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 there were control on that weapon, if there was control on that weapon, possibly this situation would have been averted. However, it's also possible that this individual might have been motivated enough to make a pipe bomb out of some fertilizer absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. you know so i mean the motivation behind his actions you know yes i agree that he would not have been able to do as much damage with a knife or a bat or anything like that but that doesn't mean that he would have been stopped had he been determined enough you know to get mm-hmm. online and do a little bit of research absolutely you know now while i, I will say that I agree with every everything you said, brother. With as as far as framing this from our federal leadership level, our our position as the position as our president, framing this as solely a gun control issue, I think is a little off base. That that's my opinion.
1: hmm Yeah, I like I said, I would have to hear the whole thing, um mm-hmm. in order to Really weigh in on that. If if he if he said this is all about gun control, then I I would agree with you. If he said this is this and this is this, then I would have to agree with that. I would just have to see you know firsthand what was actually said.
3: Well, well I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and, and and deliver this little bit to you. Uh, and and I did watch the recording and I'll uh, review uh, the the transcript of his his remarks primarily he stayed away from any specifics he did say that we do have a problem with gun control he also said we don't have all the facts and you know this saddens me and this generality and this generality and this other generality uh but the only specific he said was that we have a gun control issue you know which, which is uh which is the case we do have a gun control issue but i think he could have brought up the other major aspect, which I think is the predominant aspect, that this was a hate crime. This was an act of domestic terror. This was an act of, a, that was racially motivated. You no, know? I
1: mean, you can't, they, 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 you know, the media's not going to spin it out like that.
3: because well, that it's will not bring... about the media. What about well, our and He had the microphone.
1: Well, I, I understand <laughs> that, but we also know see the way I look at it is like this. Okay, um, we all know the President is nothing but a puppet that's that's no that's not intended to disrespect president obama that 's not to disrespect intensely disrespect any other president that came before him but i mean let's take the the previous administration with with George Bush everybody knows uh you know, tricky Dick Cheney was running a thing. He was running the game. <laughs> you know, Halliburton and everything else. We all we all know that. You know, so we mm-hmm. all know that, you know, the president has power. He only has so much, but he has to listen to someone else as well. Now in that yeah. same breath, I can understand how he he, he might they might want to frame it as something as far as, hey, this might be a gun control problem, only because that would be to help with the gun control uh, agenda. Okay, mm-hmm. that'll keep that going, you know. And and, and speaking of that, we can always have a, a, a whole nother fire conversation about that because that is something mm-hmm. that's real. And speaking of gun control, you know, they just passed a law in Texas where you can have an open carry. And and by 2017, college students can be on campus with guns. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and so, this not enough issues already on campus.
3: Exactly, exactly.
1: Right. And, and it seems like things are. Or, or being set up to be put in motion without people realizing it. Now, um, yeah. one thing um, what I want to bring up before I go into this: uh, a lot of people do not know that it was a uh, 193 years ago that uh, a slave revolt was stopped. 193. Uh-huh. This was the 193rd anniversary, right? That happened wow. in South Carolina with that church. Now, That's people are looking exactly. at that. I'm not. Right. Now, I am I don't know if there's no such thing as coincidence or things like that, but, I mean, you are talking about, you know, South mm-hmm. Carolina. we talk talking about the South, and you have all these different things going on, you know, because, you know, the, the, the Klan is in plain sight. People, let's, people teach their children certain things, you know. Now, mm-hmm. I will say this. The average black person does not go and take their children to the gun range and teach them how to shoot. I know a lot of white mm-hmm. people do that. There's nothing wrong with that as far as learning how to use a gun, you know, respecting it as far as self-defense. But when yeah. you incorporate that with a with a, I'm just assuming a sick mentality. When I mean sick, I don't mean he has a mental illness mentality. Only thing I can go up as far as to see is is, is, is racism when you're connecting with that,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: and that's when it's that's when it becomes danger, you know, as far as even gun control, your anger, if you've been brought up, these people are a certain type of way, look what they did us. No, black people never did you anything. If anything, we always ask you all to leave us alone.
2: And that's, uh-huh. you know,
1: and, um, and, and I'm just going to say it like this, and it's, this is a reason why a lot of people say we need complete separation of races. And it's not to be, hey, I don't like this particular race, or I don't like this and this and this. A lot of people that I know, they say we need complete separation for our protection. Uh Not because we don't like these group of people or anything like that, we hate you. No, we just, this is the best way that we know how to protect ourselves from what you're doing to us. Because every time you all do something to us and we, quote, unquote, react, because we don't sit and plan and have an agenda as far as what we're going to do to combat this, we react, so we, we do, we riot. We burn down buildings. We break things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But not realizing the same breath, they're already prepared to thwart that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but, um, so that's another thing as far as that, as far as protection. I'm not saying complete separation is the only way, but we, we need to know how to defend ourselves, things like that.
2: But mm-hmm. what do
1: you have to – let me hear one of your solutions about this, Chris, as far as with this, as if if you might have come up with anything – and you your young well, three decades on this planet. <laughs> what can we do as far as to help protect us, as far as the black people
2: from these type of atrocities?
1: Tri- I'm creeping up on four decades now, but um, <laughs> three. You still young, oh, bro. You I, I <laughs> get a baby on here. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I think that the the idea of of resegregation
0: is is a
1: reaction that is not really all the way thought through. And the reason I say that is because we've had instances up in our history with Rosewood, with Tulsa, with places where we, for all uh, uh, purposes, um, we had segregated communities that prospered, that established their own business, that turned over the dollar within their own community, what that creates is a situation of people I- identifying less and less with each other and less and less with, je- with each other's humanity. When that happens, the slightest incident can be a-, a-, a torch point for people attacking each other because they no longer have interaction, no-, no longer see the humanity in each other, and that's what allows things like the bombing of an entire city or the burning down and murder of entire cities whenever you have that kind of segregation. So I'm, I'm in the camp that don't believe that's an answer. I think that people treat you more, more more humanely, whenever they can identify you identify with you and to identify with you, you have to exist in the same space and they have to see that. Okay. I get up and go to work to adopt a job just like you. I'm your coworker. I'm your neighbor we have this shared experience that we have together. So as we move away from that, I fear that we move closer to those kind of incidents where it's us versus them instead of communities that we really have to exist in for to go any, any way further. So that's my viewpoint on that. It's probably not as popular as, as it's not as popular in the moment of everybody being really emotionally full, been the events of the last, I'll say, seven years since the since uh, President Obama took office, because we have seen, we know for a fact that the, the Southern Poverty Law Center has been ringing the alarm about explosive growth up in racial hate groups. I think at this point there's 784 known hate groups, racial hate groups up in America, wow. and their numbers have been exploding. Um, there's a there's a website that uh, uh, is kind of a hub for this. It's called Stormfront. They have over 300,000 active members um, that takes part regularly up there on this website and their forums and the things. So there's a culture out there that we are not addressing, and it's not because we don't know. I think America doesn't want to take a look at it. The same way they don't want to see this kid as a terrorist, they don't want to see the ugliness that is happening there. And until enough people become affected by it and until we actually start taking a more active role up in driving legislation and forcing the government to crack down on these agencies, then we aren't going to have any kind of solution. So I think that's a major part of it. Another thing is that in those 784 groups, a very interesting thing has been happening over the last two years we start to start to see the numbers of members in those groups tracked down. Now, those people aren't suddenly finding Jesus and kumbaya and saying, oh,
2: I'm down with
1: brothers now." What they're doing is they're breaking out of those groups because they see those groups targeted, and they're going into smaller cells. And these smaller cells are becoming more radicalized. That's why you're seeing things like uh, back two years ago, they had the attempted bombing at the Martin Luther King Day uh, Parade. And this this guy here who uh, it appears he has some affiliations with some uh, hate groups but in much smaller sales. And that's where the real danger of this vigilante kind of racism comes into play. Um, and I think we really got to get serious about addressing that and we really got to get serious about pushing our government at all levels to crack down on this and, and, and use the uh, – the moral argument to say You know what you cannot we are not Going to allow you to continue to turn a blind eye To this you have
2: to address It mm-hmm. mm. Wow
3: <clears throat> You know I would like to I'd like. I'd like to make a comment real quick On that I, I agree that I agree that self-segregation is not a, An answer uh, Primarily not just because it, I, I'm I'm not going to go so far as to agree with uh, the reasoning for your position. I agree with the position. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I feel that self segregation just makes us a target. It's just easier to target, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. If we live next door, if we are in the community, it it doesn't seem to me, based on my observations, it doesn't seem to me that Anglo uh, Americans have any greater success in humanizing us. They are either going to recognize us as, as fellow human beings, fellow uh, uh, neighbors on this planet, or they're not. Um, mm-hmm. Whether we're integrated into communities or segregated by force or self segregated, the ones who, and this is of course my opinion and my, my observation, the ones who, are going to accept us as fellow uh, residents of this this planet, this uh, nation, their neighborhoods, or whatever. They are going to accept us. Whether the ones who are not are not. You know, uh, uh, building a Rosewood or, or a Freetown or, or, or whatever, um, uh, the Black Wall Street, etc., where we can show that we can be successful on our own. That just makes us a big target, you know. It wouldn't have been uh, a church with nine people getting a shot. Getting shot. It would have been uh, a crop duster in TNT, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is what history has shown us. These individuals are going to exist, or they're not going to exist. And you know whether we self-segregate or not, that doesn't change the the apparent rate or the apparent percentage of population that, that turn to this or react to this this apparent irrational fear, as, as Sister Raquel was, was speaking on earlier. Uh, but I do agree that self-segregation is not the answer. I do also agree that we do need to be putting pressure on our, our political uh, framework, our uh, political representatives. We need to be uh, speaking on this and making uh, motions to make changes in in our political system, if uh, if our representatives, if our uh, 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 senators, our legislators, our congressmen, or if they're not going to move to action, then we need to be replacing them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we need to be organizing efforts in order to uh, create positive change. Because what I think is is a big misunderstanding uh, with this uh, population like you said we've got several hundred thousand individuals who have active memberships in hate groups these individuals don't realize that the actions that they are uh, performing that the, the, the behavior that they're engaging in is not just destructive to the people that they are afraid of it's self-destructive as well they don't they don't help themselves they don't promote any agenda Performing outrageous acts of 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 uh of destruction and 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 uh terrorism that's that's not building anything that's not productive for anybody um uh, mm-hmm. so so where we're at is you know we we have to disassemble this, this these terror groups you know now, i actually uh read an article uh on nPR uh not too long ago saying that uh a lot of the uh Hate groups, the, the more traditional hate groups, if I can say that, you know, like the Ku Klux Klan, were dismayed at a reduction in their uh, ability to recruit because a lot of their target um, market, to use a business term, the the individuals <laughs> that they would target uh, for membership, those right. individuals were staying away from the Klan and. Uh, more likely to join uh more popular groups like the republican party but uh, right because they have a similar uh, uh agenda
2: <laughs> you know
3: uh they, they you know they they uh behave they have the same per, per, uh, perspective uh toward minorities towards immigrants towards uh 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 minority groups and and Uh, support mechanisms in the minority communities as the, the racial hate groups, you know? Uh, So, and there, there is a dynamic here that we have to address. And I, like I said, I may not agree on, on some of the particulars uh, supporting your position, Chris, but I I do believe in the position. And and I believe that we do absolutely need to move forward uh, on making changes in, uh, our political support system, and how we address those uh, those actors in our political system and what they're doing, you know, uh, uh, rec- just simply recognizing the fact that, hey, you know what, if you are money motivated, if you are uh, political contribution motivated, if you are re-election motivated, then we need to act on those motivations and get you to act on our behalf by putting pressure against those motivations. You know, we need to come together. We need to, uh, uh, everybody put $5 in the kitty. And, and when we, once we get enough, we dangle that check out in front of a congressman and say, hey, look, this is our agenda. If you want this political contribution, you have to move for our agenda. Every other uh, political group, uh, uh, Super PAC, uh, political action committee, and every other group does the exact same thing. Why, should not, why shouldn't we engage in that, you know? Uh, either you're going to take this money and move on our political agenda or we're going to give it to your opponent,
2: you mm-hmm. know, fear um, or
1: loss. Um, I'm personally even one step further than that at this point. I have very little faith up in politicians. Um, <laughs> I can understand in, that. At all. <laughs> um, but what I do have faith in is what I see working for every other minority group over the last decade, and that is forming organizations, that directly draft legislation and introduce and lobby into sympathizing politicians to take into Congress, to take into the the chambers of Congress and push through. I'm not a fan of waiting on the the Congressional Black College to sit down and come up with a bill because they haven't done it. I'm saying in our own communities, the same way Alec can rent out Uh, ballroom at the Holiday Inn and invite Mm -hmm. all these little state politicians and fill out uh, and and draft up legislation and leave it blank and say, take this home back to your district and fill in your name, fill in your address here and get this bill signed. We need to start doing the same thing. And that's not going to come from politicians. That's going to have to come from us.
3: I agree. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent. Mm -hmm. I
2: agree. And that's
3: that's, a that's a real actionable thing I like that that <laughs> that feels like progress
1: that is that is
2: let me uh let me get your thoughts
1: on that as far as um what do you think we can do as a people to uh to not only uh protect ourselves from from this madness from being victims and uh to protecting ourselves i mean um some like i'm saying when I opposed to uh Brother Chris, about some say separation, some say integration, you know, what is it that we have to, What, do, in your opinion, what do we need to do? Because there are even some people out here that, you know, some people create communities, some people just want to just get off the grid and get away.
3: Well, when, when, like I said, I don't, I don't think that self-segregation is the answer, you know, for all the reasons I spoke on. When you talk about an issue like this where you have a church, you know, that is a meeting place where people are supposed to be able to congregate. You're supposed to be welcoming to friends, relatives, associates, strangers, anybody is supposed to feel welcome in a church. And to have somebody take advantage of that. Um this, this person wasn't a member of this church. Uh this twenty this, this one year old uh man was not uh um Someone that was that frequented or was, was recognized by these people, but yet he was welcomed into a Sunday school or uh, 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 a, uh, a Bible study uh, Wednesday uh, at, at about 8 o'clock. Sat down and for almost an hour, presumably engaged in, in, in whatever was going on at the, the Bible study. So, so it's 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 premeditated, you know, and it's 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 uh it's opportunistic, but how can you defend against that? You, in order to defend against that, you would have to change the very nature of this type of organization. You know, what, what are we supposed to card people? Is only have uh people that you know? We gotta have metal detectors and whatnot at the door. That's that's I don't I don't know how to answer that. You know, I, I really that that's a difficult one because if you change the nature of that type of uh, resource for our community, yes, you might eliminate the the ability for someone, some deranged individual like this to to take advantage of the, of the openness and the welcomeness of uh, of a church and come in and 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 do this type of destruction, but. You also you also really do a lot of damage to the character and and the the, the nature of the resource itself.
2: Um, Does that makes sense.
1: I, if I could hop back in, um, that makes sense to me. And I think mm-hmm. we're trying to I think we're trying to craft an answer in a place where there is no answer when we already have an answer. We've seen the United States government use every resource imaginable to the point of trampling on our rights as citizens in order to have a a, a universal lockdown against Al-Qaeda, against ISIS and terrorism. They can seize accounts. They can wiretap phones. They can set up fake cell phone towers and and, and traffic routes. They have people embedded up in uh, online forums and chat groups. They have this the complete apparatus of the United States government engaged to root out terrorism. The key for us is getting the government to declare these hate groups as terrorists, because then we can use that same apparatus to go in and pluck out all of these people that are active on these uh, 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 internet boards, these forums, the the, the same thing they're doing applied to these groups and we amputate that right at the, right at the head. So we don't have to become a victim where we're out with metal detectives waving down people before they go into a church, because we can go in using the resources they currently have and arrest all these people and get them off the block anyway. Now you couple that with having, a. the reasonable gun control where if one of these people get picked up, they get arrested, you know what? You can't have a gun anymore. And you start getting to some pragmatic solutions instead of trying to have somebody frisking people before they go into a church. That's never really gonna happen. Right. Well, uh, mm-hmm. Let me hear you let me hear your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. I mean as far as um
2: all I mean, as list. far as
1: you know, possible solutions, or because I, I know you, I know you, you jab people make us think.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I mean, throughout this whole conversation, um, we've talked about a couple of things. We've talked about uh, gun control, uh, mental states. We've talked about identity. <laughs> deception you know and all of these things are the same things that our so called government uses to deceive the people to do so we're, we're talking about it's almost like we're talking about getting these same types of people to do something in our favor Mm -hmm. And um, I just don't see that. And even though when we talk about um, we don't think that uh, segregation is the answer uh, because, you know, you're easily, you are easily targeted, Um, I agree with that. I actually agree with so much of what you guys are saying. And I always, I go around and around in my head, so many times because the things that we talk about we need so much um and we need all of it every idea that's here we need it all but what what happens is we get so lost in you know emotional things and what's happening what's going on right now and um we, we find ourselves reacting to so much that we never really have this definitive plan of what we should do. And we can have a million of these conversations. And, you know, I look at, um, I can't even think of the name of it right, right now, but those folks with Coronel West and all these people on this panel, they talk every freaking year. And every year they talk about the same stuff but they haven't really moved that much because what happens is we all are not on the same page um, as far as planning and and strategizing on what we should do. Um, I think that part of our, you know, the biggest part that we need is to actually be able to hammer out some things and not go so long on a conversation and say, look, this needs to happen one, two, three, four. Now, Malik can argue um, I'm sorry, I'm the other brother on the phone. I'm sorry I didn't get your name.
2: Uh, oh, that's, uh, all right, Chris.
0: Chris, you know, we can all and myself and Eddie, we can all have different points of view. but so we go back and forth about why it should be one way instead of all finding a way to utilize everything that everyone offers because I think that we can be very effective if we utilize all of the things that everybody's talking about here today, you know, because the government that or the corporation that we're talking about, they are not going to give us what it is that we need. And I say need because the things that we need. Now, we can, we can find a way to what you call pimp the system, if you will. You know, you can do that because I think there's enough intellect right here. There's enough strength. There's enough power. There's enough energy to do exactly what it is that we need to do. Um, we just need to find a way. To do it and come to agreement, because if you gotta, you gotta get something together. The first thing you gotta do is get the mind straight, because you oh. got a whole mass of people that you got to lead. Because some people are followers, they're not gonna be able to lead and be in positions to to say what needs to be done next. They're gonna be the workers that get things done. They'll follow. But we need we need definitive plans about what we're gonna do. We just said a little while ago, you know, what are we going to do next? You know, but we do need these types of conversations, but we need to be able to implement all of what all of us have to offer. You know, I mean, that's just really short. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I would like
3: to put, I, I would like to put this quick uh, proposal out. Uh, I would like to get with with Brother Chris uh, after uh, at a, at a time after the show, and we can uh, discuss how to uh, plan on that uh, strategy you put forward. Um, how to how to actually implement that? I like the idea of getting these uh, politicians in a room and and offering them legislation that's pre drafted. And letting them go ahead and and take that away with them, um, that is something that that uh, like you said, a lot of people, a lot of other groups are already doing. Uh, it evidently, uh, it's a system that works. Instead mm-hmm. of railing against the system, maybe we should just put it to use for.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So,
3: so I would like okay. to get together with 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 you uh, after the show and uh you know uh, get your take on that and, and and figure out how we can make some some practical moves forward uh, toward implementation.
1: Absolutely. I'm a okay. good um to my listeners out there, yeah, I got to remember um we don't need you rioting. we don't need you burning nothing down. We don't need you don't, don't be reactionary. This is a very very horrible thing that has happened. And you know, one of the uh, the people there, he was also a senator as well as a pastor. And the ironic thing was that uh, just last month, he was speaking to, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Senate uh, in his state about uh, a cop that shot an unarmed black man eight times, killed him. And he was speaking about, you know, we need to do something about this violence. And the sad, ironic part is that a month later he was murdered preaching against what he despised so much just like so many of our other leaders and teachers you know and um and it's sad so I definitely you know we definitely need to say some prayers for the family members who who've lost loved ones and the people and the friends and all that's affected by it But one thing that I do ask is and I'm not saying this on the sense of um Hey, let's just sing "Kumbaya" and all get along. No, no, I don't mean that at all. I sincerely do not want to see my people riot. <clears throat> A lot of times, you know, uh, you have people that say, "Hey, man, just go ahead riot, tear it up. It's, it's not ours anyway." But, but that's not going to do anything.
2: If, if if
1: we need use this energy, this anger, this emotion, this pain, this hurt, this disgust. Channel it mm-hmm. Let's get together like, like we're doing On this panel And, and channel this Into A direction That will benefit All of us You know mm-hmm. We, we, we have to right. let That mentality go That we, we Black people are Crabs in a barrel No we're not Crabs in a barrel They make us think we crabs in a barrel We need to stop Perpetuating these type of things Okay mm-hmm. What I honestly feel Is this is going To keep happening Until we make it stop
2: Bottom line Right True right. Right. True right.
1: Whatever it is you got to do is whatever it is you got to do, but it's going to keep happening until you make it stop. I'm not just talking about as far as with the um with with the shootings that's going on. I'm, I mean, as far as uh uh disparity in, in the job market. Why is it that I'm going to get a job and they offer me eighteen dollars an hour, but they're going to give my white counterpart twenty five dollars an hour? What is up with that? All of these various things and. I'm, I'm going to keep stressing this, people. We are not crabs in a barrel. We can trust each other. We can. Because that's the only way we're going to make it. We mm-hmm. tried so much and so hard. But, hey, you can't, we can't be begging somebody to treat you like a man if you're not acting like one. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't aid your oppressor to teach you how to read so you can get that map so you can get off the plantation. It don't work like that. We got to get together and do what we have to do. We need to start supporting us. Our people that's out there that uh, you like Jordans and everything else, get with your boys together. Stack your money, open up a shoe store. Y'all selling Jordans. Not only y'all selling Jordans, y'all making money and you're getting your own kind. For the ladies out there and hairstylists, things like that, why don't y'all get together and – and, and pool your money so you can buy these hands if that's what you're doing and then sell it for the extension and the weeds and all that versus going to another group of people and giving them the money. It is it is very simple. Solutions have already been laid. It already is already it's already been there. From Marcus Garvey to Martin Luther King and back to Everson to just keep going to Malcolm X. we all is is that the point where we need to stop talking. We all know that. It is time for us to act. it's action. Who is going to step up? That's the question. Mm-hmm. When are you going to step up? Because the time is now. We are at a point in history where we can do things that our predecessors couldn't. So there's absolutely no excuses. We, If if you can get $300 together for you and your girlfriend because you want to go see Jay-Z and Beyonce, <laughs> you could get $150 together with, with 10 of the other people uh, and, and start something. But... Mm-hmm. All right, and this is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. This is about it's about solutions. It's about what we can do. We definitely need to talk about it. You know, some people feel uncomfortable speaking about race, but we all know what's going on. Our children know what's going on. My children know what's going on. They're asking me. You know, so let's learn to to start to love each other again. Let's let's start to trust each other again. You know, we we need to start helping each other. When you see the person next to you give them a leg up, help them out. You know, it don't necessarily have to be financial, but whatever you can do to help your, your fellow man, your next neighbor, do that. We used to be, especially when I'm from New Orleans, you know, we used to always walk down the street, hey, what's happening, how you doing, baby? Any stranger, you know, anywhere, we, we do that, but people, people have lost that. Everybody, mm-hmm. we're just stuck within ourselves. And what I really, and I keep saying this every time something happens, we need to remember this. Don't let this go and wait for the next issue a scandal or whatever to to pop on social media
0: for us to get Mm -hmm. riled
1: up about that. I mean we've already forgotten about the the young lady that was accosted by the the police officer in McKinney, Texas. Mm -hmm. We have all these different things going on. Mm -hmm. And some people and I definitely want to bring this up too because I was speaking about this earlier in the show. We know that governments are known for Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it like this. Creating the chaos and then come back and restoring the order.
2: Mm-hmm. I've seen some posts as far as where, a,
1: where they say this is the uh, MK Ultra experiment. As far as people, they don't know about that. That's a mind control. But do you all see this as this maybe a diversion for something else
2: or, or what?
3: It is possible. It could simply be part of the, pla- the pattern. You know, I mean, this there there is a possibility that this is the diversion for something else, like you say, but it's it's possible that the pattern of behavior is endemic and, and that pattern is just being used uh, opportunistically to, you know, for, for certain actors to, to do their dirt, you know, they know that this pattern will repeat itself, that the conditions exist for it to continue unchecked because... As you say, we have a pattern of behavior as well. And and sometimes it's a pattern like crabs in the bucket. And they expect that to continue. And so that they they can use that situation to hide their dirt, you know, and and pass whatever they want to pass it. legislatively that, that may not be stopped or may not be addressed. You know. Uh if we change our pattern we have an opportunity to change the overall pattern. We have an opportunity to take action, to to make a difference, to change something in real terms, to be transformational for our people, and as a result, be transformational in a real positive way for all the people.
2: Mm-hmm. Because what
3: what a lot of these individuals I'm looking at the the, the twenty one a picture of this twenty one year old boy right now because he looks like a boy, right. Yeah. You know, 21 years old, and this is what is in his mind. This has not done anything to advance any agenda at all. This has not helped anyone. It's been completely, 100% destructive for himself, for his family, for his his community, for the people uh, who were victims, for the victim's family, for everybody that the situation touches. This has not helped anybody,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
3: and and if we are able to break this pattern, our pattern of behavior, then we can affect their pattern of behavior, then we can improve the situation, make real positive transformational change for all parties
1: involved. Mhm. Brother Chris, yes. our... uh I want to know before we uh close it out if you if you have any uh final thoughts or words or, or questions or or anything like that and also in the same breath if you have uh any particular social media because I'm I'm pretty sure that you know our listeners would love to you know to to follow you to to hear your your different frame of mind thinking you know Okay um first I want to thank uh you for inviting me on the show um, it's a pleasure. We um, I, I know uh, we go back a, a minute now. Whenever we're spoken word and everything back to New Orleans, so it's uh, good to have an opportunity to join you and the other guests in a really um timely and needed conversation. Um, so I appreciate that. Uh, the thank you. Yeah. Um. The other part is that I think um, I think that what we're doing right here. Is really important because the same way that the willingness to have these conversations, to have these disagreements or express different views, I don't know, um, the the you know, this is our first time meeting, but from this conversation, I could see the nucleus of something happening and something developing that could really make a difference. So I think it's important for people not to just be up in anger not to just um throw their hands up and say, I don't know what's gonna happen next, I don't know how we fix this, but to have conversations and try to meet some uh neutral ground and be that um and be the people that kinda start something new and start some energy. And I'm looking forward to uh getting with them and, and really um hammering out some plans and, and seeing how far we can actually go with this. And realizing that you're not powerful, I tell people all the time, whenever Dr. King got started, what was, what was he, like 23, 26 years old? Um, That's true. Mm-hmm. So it, it's never too <laughs> early for the start. It's never too early to, to start the conversation.
2: Um, as Sister
1: said, we uh, there's leaders and there are followers. Just because you don't have all of the answers yourself don't mean you have to be totally hands-off. Find somebody that do have some answers and get behind them and support them. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the main message and main takeaway I would I would have from this conversation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well said. Uh, social media. Um, you can find me on Facebook through Eddie's uh, thing. Um, or I think on Facebook at chriscobert.com, dot com. No H C R I S. And uh, add me. I'm always going off about something. So uh, look me up. <laughs> <laughs> And, his, uh, and, and I will tell you one thing about uh when, when Chris goes off He goes off in a way He's like You know he's going off But you can't really be mad Because it's, when, when if you have a debate with Chris Chris is not going to debate you Off of emotions He's not Everything mm-hmm. is calculated in his research he, 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 he creates informed opinions And if you do not have the knowledge base of whatever it is That you're talking about don't embarrass
3: yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother Malik, you up? Oh, all you got I got thing? to say, is, look, I, I just uh, uh, brother Chris just accepted my friend request, so uh, we, you know, I feel like there ain't nothing to it but to do it. We're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and 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 chop it up, and we're gonna uh, make some moves here. I don't. You know, I I I am from New Orleans just like the rest of the group uh, uh you know we like to talk but mm-hmm. at the same time we walk it out. You know, we <laughs> make it mm-hmm. happen, you know
2: what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh I'm
3: not I'm 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 no different, you know. I will I will express myself uh uh with anybody who's willing to listen. I will listen to anybody who's willing to express themselves, but you know, when it all comes down, you got to boil away the BS and, and and make something happen.
2: Right.
3: You know, and that that's what i'm about and that that's why I'm on this fall car i really I really appreciate being a part of the show. I really appreciate being a part of this effort because this is not you know and 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 uh brother ed you you know me from way back. we go back you know throughout history, you know <laughs> but this is not i I do not participate on on panel discussions very frequently. I have been asked uh, throughout my 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 professional experience to participate on on several shows. I do not uh, uh, deal with that because I feel like it's a waste of my time. You know, I'm not interested in being a point of entertainment for anybody. I'm not interested in in uh, what we used to call that back at the house a jaw jacket. Okay. (laughs) if If we're not mm-hmm. gonna make anything happen, if we're not gonna create any positive right. change, I may as well do something on my own. Mm-hmm. you know so being a part of this and and this is my second time on the show actually and and i am I'm hoping that I'm invited back in the future because this is something that uh we not only discuss on the show but as with the previous uh experience I've had on fire conversations. on uh, on Eddie Kane Radio, we have actually uh, communicated beyond this show and actually Mm -hmm. put into place real plans, real strategies to do real things to make real change. Mm
2: -hmm. And I'm
3: with that a 1,000%. That's all I have to say. Nobody can
2: track
1: down your Facebook and Twitter
3: posts. That's
1: what you're saying. You're not giving that information
3: out? (laughs) No, I'm not giving out my Facebook and Twitter. If you know me, you know me. (laughs)
2: Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if, if if yeah, I am I am uh, a professionally found uh, at, at writeonpress.com and uh, if you are a writer seeking a publisher, that then you might find interest in my services. Otherwise, uh, for for other uh, situations such as these, I feel it's best to network with those who are real and about real change. I'm not looking mm-hmm. for followers. I'm looking for co-leaders.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you.
0: I'm look. I see. My last comment for tonight is that, um, once again, I've probably been on here, I guess, maybe three times. Or is this number four? I can't remember. I do appreciate being here and um, being able to talk with you brothers here on such uh, pertinent topics and as we were saying earlier you know we think that this could be um, a distraction for something else but we also have to think about that it could be an intended thing to happen to show us a sign of something else as well mm. um, because a lot of times we think so much that things are diversion and sometimes they're Plotted and intended To show you something else and we miss it Um, We always Figure it out right away You know maybe we'll see it Later but You know the sign may very well come Um, Once I get into my other stuff and start Reading in depth some of the Stories and you know what all The details are I might Be able to see what it is but Who knows maybe that Will be another fire conversation but uh, right. once again, I do appreciate being here and having the opportunity to, to talk with everyone here about all of these different things. And hopefully these types of conversations will continue because it is definitely something that's needed that sparks, um, you know, a, a real and true community because we have to commune, you know, to, to get some things done. Because it's right, right. not going to happen With just the four of us here It's going right, to have right. to happen With more And the more people Begin to hear Eddie and radio What we're talking about And then begin to see Because we are Most times Are people that like to see things And if we're the people That's going to make things happen And make people see it Then therefore and like, oh, well, wait a minute That's not, that was brother and their sister They're not too bad Or, you know, that group oh. that they're working with is not too bad, let me get behind them Like brother Chris said You know, if you can't lead something They can get behind you and support you in something But we have to continue doing things Just like this To make those things happen I
1: love it I, like the, I definitely I like that, appreciate that um, What about uh, As far as any social media Would you like anybody to contact you? So
0: do need to... uh, y'all need to find me. <laughs> 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 real, uh, I am on Facebook. Um, last name is people always mess it up. In um, but the first name is Raquel. Um, yep. I do a whole lot of different things. So if you want to find me, they can find me. If you know me, sure. you know me. It's not over mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: There it is. It has been awesome. Well, Chris Colbert, thank you, man. All the way from Los Angeles. No doubt. Wichita, all the way from the East Coast out there in Atlanta. Yeah, they say that's the South. That's still on uh-huh. the East Coast of the United States. Mm-hmm. I am out here, Eddie Kane, coming from New Texas as well. If you want to find me, you can always check us out on our. Uh, That's facebook.com forward slash Eddie Kane Radio. You can also check out some old archives. You can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Eddie Kane Radio. You can find us there as well. And the same thing is for Twitter. That's at Eddie Kane Radio. Or if you want to go to my personal Twitter page, that is at I am Eddie Kane. I cannot repeat all of that. I'm surprised I said it all without stuttering. (laughs) But thank you, everyone. You are listening to another episode of Fire Conversations this was about the massacre that happened in South Carolina uh, Eddie Kane's radio is an ECMS production and remember when things are going too fast it seems like the world is going crazy and out of control just step back breathe count to ten it'll be alright Thank you for listening to Eddie Kane Radio. I'm your host, Eddie Kane. Have a good night.
0: 18 plus.